So yes, I am ready. Go. Okay. David, Alex, you guys good to go? Yep, yep. Yeah, I don't see why not. Okay. Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Beast Machines podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. Who is Tankor? Oh, wait, we found out last episode. <laughs> yes, it was a revelation, because this is Revelations Part 3, Apocalypse. Apocalypse. So does that mean, like, there's going to be everything blowing up and, and the world's going to come to an end? And No, not even so much as a an ancient Egyptian pyramid self-destruct device. Oh, Are there going to be four horses? Any, any sentient ships named ship? <laughs> also no. Man, uh, not even any like a uh, ship. No ships, even as in like shipping. Ah, uh, well, I'm, well, there's. I mean, Primal and Rhinox. Yeah, that's true. This is a real. <laughs> we got a real lover that, spat on the horizon here. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's this so that's what I was thinking before. Is that that Black Arachne is looking for her boyfriend? Primal's trying to find his boyfriend. You know. <laughs> So yeah, this is Revelations Part 3 Apocalypse, first aired November 13th, 1999, and uh, written by Stephen Melching, who uh, would go on to write three more episodes of Beast Machines, and then a ton more of Transformers Prime and Robots in Disguise episodes. Mm. Yeah, which is so pretty he's, cool. He's, he's done a lot of well, stuff. Yeah, he's quite Yay, the, regular writers. Yeah. So last time on Beast Machines, uh, Tankor is Rhinox. Rhinox is Tankor. <laughs> Uh, Megatron conquered Cybertron because of insufficient attention to knots. <laughs> and Black Rackney yep. is a spark in a can. Check. Oops. Poor girl. Yep. Oh, it gets worse. Yeah, yeah. because uh, now, for some reason, Jetstorm has decided that he is Quickstrike. Yeah, what's with the redneck accent that, like... Wait, maybe he is Quickstrike. We don't know yet. Oh, th- that would be a shocker. Yeah. Maybe he's, uh... That, uh, that, that, blanking out on his name, the gay character from Archer, who's actually from, like, West Virginia. Uh, Ray Gillette? Yes, maybe he's Ray. <laughs> well, I mean, much like uh, Ray, he frequently has non-functional legs. Yes, that's, that's a very good point. <laughs> yeah. Wait, and Ray is their and pilot, too, right? Oh, he is. Oh, Dukes. Oh. Well, there you go. Double Dukes. <laughs> and he's super gay and occasionally southern. Ah, triple Dukes. <laughs> <laughs> we got this all worked out. So, yeah, Jetstorm uh, does this hillbilly impression and then just takes off with this can of spark. <laughs> Night Scream chases them and then Thrust uh, takes a look at Black Arachne's body. What are you going to do with that, Thrust? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Specifically in my notes, I wrote, I don't like that look Thrust is giving Black Rachnia's unconscious body. I mean, not What's even unconscious. It's, it's it's basically a corpse. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is a yeah, look of is. necrophilia. Well, robot, robot. It's not necro- great. What do you call a robot corpse? Necrophilia? Necro- <laughs> yeah, I approve. 
Meanwhile, uh, Cheetor finds out who uh, Tankor is, and he well, obviously concludes that's impossible because Tankor is dumb and Rhinox is smart. That's just math, Rat Trap. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. Uh, meanwhile, Primal is on another vision quest. Uh, this time he's in like a nice grassy field. And then a bunch of plants erupt from the fa- from the ground with his fellow Maximals' beast faces in them, I, and it's weird and creepy. This is really they're re- corn. They're the children of the corn. <laughs> yeah, it's I really not like good. the the techno music that starts playing here. It, it's weird and moody, which goes along I, with this creepy dream sequence. I didn't think it was weird and moody so much as it it took me it took me a moment to place hmm? what it reminded me exactly of uh i i placed it by time period first but then i realized specifically it reminded me of a paula abdul song oh maybe i just like that song um is this the promise of a new day <laughs> just in general just yeah. her her music oh the music i thought you meant the video which no that's a weird no. ass paula abdul video <laughs> no did, did david see, lynch direct the- a paula abdul video <laughs> maybe no, I just thought the music, just some of the notes, just seemed like very Paula Abdul-esque. I mean, at this point, these dreams are pretty obtuse. I could go with, like, a backwards-talking little person. Yeah, yeah it, that's it a is, good point. It's like primal spheres made manifest, but in ways that don't make sense. Why are there faces on coming off of plants, and then they start melting? And then they, they also turn to metal. Well, yeah, they turn to metal, then, then they melt. But, and they're metal tentacles again. And apparently medica- metal tentacles are bad, even though they're robots. And why would the corn be I mean, better general, than... In general, robots? tentacles bad. General, yeah. yeah but, Primal's had some bad tentacle experience. But it's <laughs> weird point. in that the, this field of grass is bad, whereas a Cybertronian city is good, is... Wait, no. The the grass is good. The Cybertron's bad. Why? It, you're a weird monkey. The gun yeah, is good. Primal. The penis is evil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. <laughs> it's weird. At least there are no floating heads. Yeah. Isn't that tangentially related thing? This is the episode where I started getting really annoyed by that one techno track. That plays during every action chase sequence. Dun 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 That one? I think so, yeah. Like I'm trying to remember exactly how it goes, but I do like the music, but yeah, it it does seem more repetitive than in Beast Wars, although maybe it really isn't. It just it's just every time there's a chase scene, it's that song, and there's a lot of chase scenes. Yeah, that that might be. It's not a theme, it's just they hit play on the same track. Yeah. It's like how they use a yakety sax in every episode of, uh, oh, what's his name? Benny Hill. Benny Hill. Benny Hill. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not something they tweak and creatively introduce. It's just they put the tape in and hit play. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, listeners, get on that. I want some Beast Machines Chases scored to yakety sax. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, why didn't you say so? I think I can have some for the next episode. Hey, that hey. would be pretty great. Well, uh... <laughs> so meanwhile, uh, Cheetor, or Rattrap has finished uh, R2-D2-ing around Tankor's brain. And so Cheetor, I guess, now buys it. But, and they're, so they're trying to kind of talk to him. 
And uh, very good acting from uh, Paul Dobson. I can't yes. remember which Dobson I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, Paul Dobson. As he's kind of, again, it's Tankor sort of being in constant pain and struggle and trying to get the names of his old friends out. Yeah, and, and it's not and just that they actually just do some, they actually do some good like acting with just like Tankor tilts his head at one point like a dog trying to understand words. Yes. Yeah. Also, Cheetor declares that Rhinox would never betray us. Well, is that right before oh, he shoots his atomic fire breath? Yeah, he can that's breathe right fire now. Terrifying fire breath. It's just friggin' Godzilla now. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not right. That hasn't happened before, and that's never going to happen again, is it? I I don't <laughs> believe so. No. <laughs> and certainly, with the character he'd become, it would seem wrong if he was just breathing fire. Yeah. I mean, it, it does make sense though, because his the his bottom lower jaw does kind of look like a lighter. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, Rat so, Trap yeah, and Cheetor uh, run away. Rat Trap's, good thing Tankor turned out to be a friend. Imagine if he was recycled from a Predacon. <laughs> First and only mention of Predacon in this entire series. Oh. Ah, really? Only? Yeah. Which, well, be, whenever they talk about the Sparks, it's always Maximal Sparks. That yeah. does remind me, and I was I was thinking of this when I was referencing stuff to do with, with my, my fan fiction that I... <laughs> talked about on a prior episode. Uh, apparently at one point uh, Buzzsaw, I guess, was the first, like, insect maximal toy to be released. Mm-hmm. I guess other than Black Rachnia. And they wanted to put Predacon on his package, but some other people at Hasbro decided that was too much confusion. Oh, so yeah, I they wonder... wanted to be heroic Predacon. Yeah, he's going to be yeah. heroic Predacon, which would have been awesome. Oh. Yeah, so I'm I'm wondering. So yes, anyone who had a traditionally Predacon alt mode in my story had it was a former Predacon. Oh, like uh, uh, like but, Gecko Bot. <laughs> I was thinking more like Skydive, but oh, yeah, Skydive. but yes. Uh, and and <laughs> anyway, and and my cyberpunk girl character who is a moth, and therefore an insect. Uh, but but yeah, so maybe Hasbro just asked them to avoid using that to avoid confusion. Yeah. 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 Although it does make you wonder, maybe most of the Max or most of the Predacons live off-world, maybe. Yeah. Like Predacon colonies. The Predacon satellite we saw with the Tripredicus Council. Maybe they are all off. Maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why they were shipping stuff last time. Megatron's sending care packages to Predacons on off-world colonies. Well, Aww. I'm guessing by care packages, he would be like, you know. Viacons who are ready to extract their sparks. Yeah, Viacons <laughs> with, with spark extractors and virus shooting canisters, you know. Care packages. But yeah, I mean, that. Yeah. I, I don't think there has been any. Like, there's been all sorts of, you know, Beast Wars spin off fiction via, you know, the club and whatever. Nobody's done anything with, uh, you know, that Beast Machine spirit. Like, what happened to the Tripredicus Council? Yeah, because uh-huh. they Did weren't Megatron on get the planet. Them? How no. close was the, the ship to actually cyber. The, their space station. How close was that to Cybertron? I mean, far enough away that they were able to d- get hit with that wave first and then have time to formulate a plan and blow up that satellite so that it wouldn't hit Cybertron. Yeah, so they, that may not actually even be orbiting Cybertron. That could just be orbiting another planet in the same system. Right, but presumably Megatron knows where that is. Yeah. 
who knows? They're not bothering anyone during the series, so it's not important. But yeah, that that's you could do a story there. The club always focused on. So yeah, no, no, we we'd much rather find out about which Beast Wars characters were actually characters from G One. <laughs> Uh, Damn it! Oh yeah, that that's so important. Uh, oh, so interesting and exciting. Yeah. And, uh, speaking of things that are interesting and exciting, though, uh, there's a pretty cool uh, bit here where Rattrap and Cheetor are kind of perched on these arch cranes. Yeah. And yes. good uh, job, the... Cheetor. You led them up a tree. <laughs> yes. Well, a bridge tree. But yeah. Can't. What? And so the tank drones are trying various ways to, you know get them down, so they've got to sort of jump from arch to arch. But first, uh, first Tankor got to use his saw blades from, from his toy. Yes. Which was nice. And uh, meanwhile, uh, Night Scream is still chasing uh, Jetstorm down. Jetstorm says that around here I'm top gun, which does make him even gayer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't argue with that. Sadly, this uh, they had to cut the uh, the beach volleyball scene for time. Oh. <laughs> Alas. That's right, Thrust. I am dangerous. I, I have a note that just says, your jokes suck, Night Scream, and I forget why. Oh, because they... Okay, so Jetstorm, like, follows him into... It looks like an office building, and the interior here is kind of cool. And, uh... Basically, Night Scream not, drops an elevator on him and says, C-sharp, elevator crushes him, oh. or B-flat. Oh, that was horrible. Uh, yeah. I actually think that my note was about an earlier joke, but yeah, that's a really bad joke, too. And then it's music to my ears. You suck, Night Scream. Even your jokes suck. Yeah, he's not... He's not good. Make him go away. So, yeah, he's got this spark back, and um, meanwhile, uh, Thrust is kind of driving Black Rachnia's dead body around. Which... It's yeah, kind it's of a cool creepy. visual, but if you think about it, it is it's a cool really visual. creepy. I mean, it's kind of a cool visual, and it's also kind of weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> yeah, oh, man, you got to convince the Maximals that uh, Black Rackney is still alive. So he's just yeah. moving her arms around and making a girl voice. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just Jim Byrne making a girl voice. Oh, hey, Night Scream, I sure do miss that silver bolt. Wow. Oh, and it's probably really easy for Viacons to do ventriloquism since they don't have mouths to flap around. Uh, well, no, he yes. has, like, a little mouth. All it does is flap. <laughs> Wiggles. He just puts a pair of... Su oh, no, because she's got all those eyes, he has to put multiple pairs of sunglasses on her. Wait. Oh, my is, God, yes. Is Tankor the only Viacon with an actual mouth? I think so. I mean... Thrust kind of has mouth parts. Can you call it an actual mouth, though? What Tankor has? Tankor's mouth it's isn't a puppet really mouth. a mouth so much. It's just a C-clamp. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like a big Muppet head. It's yeah. more mouth than anybody, the, the two we have or the two we'll still get. Right, I mean, that Jetstorm just has the faceplate, and yeah, Thrust kind of has mouth parts. Like, there are bits that move when he talks, yeah, there, but there it's there not like a traditional... Wiggle, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, which uh, turns out to be appropriate. Spoilers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, uh, yes and no. Anyway, so uh, uh, Night Scream, he's got this spark. He finds Thrust, and they have a fight. And there's a really cool bit where uh, Thrust shoots like his grappling hook hand at Night Scream, and then cracks the whip with him. Yes, <laughs> just that yanks him down. Yeah, we hadn't had him getting beat up in far too long. 
By which I mean minutes. Minutes. By which I mean since the last episode. Yes. Yes. Uh, But unfortunately, Night Scream uses his gross denture power and knocks Thrust out. So uh, he's got the body and he's got the spark, but uh, how do you you put those together exactly? (laughs) Let's find out. I mean, apparently you just kind of push. <laughs> well, yeah. It tries it doesn't quite work. Wow, this is starting to sound like the plot to an eighties com rom com. Uh, I was about to say uh, uh, the the plot to uh, this is like uh, you know Night Scream's first time. Awkward. There's pushing it. It, it, it will oh. not go in. Oh, that, yeah, that's more disgusting. She panics and runs away. Yes. <laughs> Uh, oh, we've we've all been there, Night Scream. Yeah, wow, that, that's way yeah. creepier than my mind just thinking of Kim Cattrall's lifeless body and somebody trying to put her soul back in. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this this needs a uh, this needs a Belinda Carlisle theme song. Yes, and uh, like an intro with cartoon cats. Uh, I kind of miss cartoon intros. They were dumb, but it was fun. I just hated them for making time. I hated them for making me think that there was going to be a cartoon on. Yes. (laughs) Stupid bewitched. uh, Yeah. Anyway, whilst this is going on, Black Rachnia wonders why she is floating here in space like this. (laughs) Because she's dead! (laughs) Yes. You're dead, Willie. So yeah, she she encounters Optimus, who is having one of it. He's you know he just spends his off time on the astral plane, I guess. <laughs> Apparently, looking and he for has his to tell boyfriend. Black that uh, uh, yeah, you're here, so and you're not me, so you're probably dead. Yeah, Sucks, I, I'm huh? the only one good enough to be Zen enough to be communing with the Oracle. You got to be dead. Yeah, it's like it's a little presumptuous, so, but yet's right. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't be a jerk about it, dude. So yeah, she runs away from Optimus, and thus her spark runs away from Black Rachne, and he has to kind of chase it down. Yeah, Night yeah. Scream has runs to go away from Night flap, Scream. flap, 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 after it. <laughs> and then he successfully achieves insertion. <laughs> oh, yes. how to phrase it like that? And she comes back to life. Yay! Yay. Uh, meanwhile, Tankor has figured out how to knock them down by knocking one of the arches down and then knocking all the rest down like dominoes. Yes. Though I I, I just want to say that I felt that Black Arachnia panicking was also entirely out of character. So, so there. I mean, I can kind of see somebody panicking finding out they're dead. Yeah. I guess, but not her. She's too good for that. <laughs> yeah. It's not the most out of character thing she's done in the series. No. Fair enough. Anyway, also- sorry. So, yeah, Cheetor is trapped under this uh, pile of stuff, and he's doing a big, you know, Rhinox, remember who you are, feel the power of love, what have you. <laughs> and so after a great, you know, deal of mental anguish, Tankor unleashes an anguish scream so powerful that Optimus Primal feels it from the astral plane. That's, yeah. that's, pretty, that's pretty serious, man. Wait, is and this so before he... or after Night Scream tries to shove Spark A into Body B? That is after. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this, look, this looks so much easier in the movies. <laughs> Slipping out. Oh. 
I'm sorry. I this is totally out of character for me. This is uh, this is Jen's department. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's well. Well, you also made a more than meets the eye reference, which is also my my department. Oh, jeez. So. <laughs> we're, we're commuting via the AllSpark. Next thing we'll be making uh, jokes about uh, D-list Spider-Man villains and <laughs> ice hockey. Yikes. That would be pretty impressive given that those are two topics I know nothing about. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, Rhinox, or Primal's having one of his visions. It's raining, which I think, is this the first time we've actually seen rain in a in either Beast Machines or Beast Wars? Um, I can uh, swear we've seen rain in Beast Wars before. We had like uh, lightning. But I don't think it ever actually rained. We had snow. Hmm. We had snow, but no rain. I'm not re- really sure. I don't think so. That does look pretty good, though. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're in this uh, we're in this grassy field again, but uh, now it's dark, hmm. and there's a gigantic rhinox there. Yeah. Well, there's <laughs> oh, there's no. first there's a gigantic commercial break there. Then well, we yes. come back and oh, also it's And welcome back to the show, Richard Newman. Yay! Yay! Yay he's Richard Newman. Primal, and he's not quite doing the Rhinox voice. It's the uh, I, and I went back to watch it to be sure. It's the Dark Designs Rhinox voice. Yes, it is. <gasps> what does this Just mean for us? <laughs> it means it's we get one rowdy, and he, he sounds kind of crazy because. Rhinox reveals that the whole time I was Tankor, I was watching, and I've decided that Megatron is right, and you're a bunch of hippies. <laughs> yep. And then we get a our our big Gary Chuck. No. Oh yeah, that's entirely justified at this point. I, I think that's. Oh yeah, no, that's, that's right that's... after Rhinox says, "Stay away, Megatron isn't the problem. You are." Does this mean the bar yes. ads are going to break up? Oh, this is this is a real lover spat here. I don't dad and are dad are not talking to each other. <laughs> oh. They just found each other again. Dad is moving out and getting an apartment at like one of those complexes, like uh, like that one Paul Giamatti cleans the pool of. Oh, uh, uh. well, bachelor pad. Oh wait, are there dogs made of grass in that field? Oh yeah, and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, it's a uh, anyway. It's that, that, that terrible M Night Shyamalan movie, uh, Lady in the Water. Oh yeah! Wow. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know if I remember hearing about that one. That's that's pretty bad. Yeah, it's uh, Paul Giamatti spends a lot of that movie cleaning a pool. <laughs> ah. Anyway, so Black Red. Anyway, just before Tankor, uh, back in reality, can squoosh Cheetor, Black Arachnia comes up with a save. Night Scream fights the drones, and he tells them that, you know, that's Rhinox, you can't hurt him. Uh, but Rhinox can hurt you. Yeah, wait, where is it that Night Scream makes a comment about Tonka toys? This is, yes. he refers to the tank drones as Tonka toys. Okay. Which I think, did Hasbro own Tonka at that point? I believe yes. so, yeah. Yes, oh, they they don't did? Yeah. Okay, well, that's why. I, I was wondering, wait, Night Scream knows about Tonka toys, that's weird enough. It's, does that mean that this is a world where there's no Hasbro and Tonka is the king of toys? Oh. Wow, maybe. I, mean, I guess in in That's that place, uh, you know, uh, GoBots is a an enduring media franchise. They got four <laughs> Michael Bay GoBots movies. Wow, it's pretty exciting. Except for the part where Scooter was humping a dog. 
Yeah, and uh, and, that, <laughs> and that bit where Leader One tore off uh, Vamp's face. Yeah, <laughs> and just their whole characterization of Crasher is just not great. Oh, yeah, and I wasn't crazy about the the giant uh, genitals on uh, Puzzler. <laughs> <laughs> I want to live in this universe. It sounds funny. <laughs> I'm done. I, I, I did all I could. So yeah, so now you know, ten, uh, Rhinox slash Tankor reveals that you know I'm, and he's speaking in Richard Newman's voice again. Yeah. Yes. Which is so awesome, but oh yeah, yeah. And it 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 really fits well with the Tankor body. Like the body language is different now. Yeah. yeah. Well, because. Like the thing the, is, like dumb tanker kind of moved like Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, he barely moved. He's very robotic because Rhinox is built a lot like Tankor: short legs, big arms, wide shoulders. Yes, yeah. and he's he's moving with more grace though. Like, yes, well, like like Rhinox used to. He was a big guy, but he was pretty light in his feet for a big guy. Yeah, whereas this Tankor shell personality seems to have trouble knowing how to live. <laughs> Like he, like his life is pain. Like yeah, it every, really is. Every line sounds like he's just barely managing to push it out, which makes me think if that was, you know, Rhinox just struggling against him. Yeah. Hmm. Well. And so this, this shell personality is just barely uh, clinging to uh, functionality. Say, you say shell program, but that actually hasn't come up in the show yet, has it? Uh... Well, not I mean, I don't show, think they no. use that word, but we no. do know that, you know, obviously... We kind of figure it out, but, have yeah. different personalities. It, it hasn't been yeah. termed in the show itself, but it, it's a thing that, no. well, since we found out... Oh, they're Maximals or something else inside. Although they did use the term shell program back in Beast Wars. Yeah, it was yeah. in the previous show. Oh, yeah. Huh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So Rhinox at this point gets to live out one of his uh his biggest unfulfilled fantasies from Beast Wars and smack Cheetor around. Yep. <laughs> because yeah, he just tells him, "Guess what? I'm super evil now." <laughs> it's me. I don't need to be saved because I'm super evil. And I like that Cheetor just decides, "Imposter." <laughs> yeah. yeah, like okay. So he decides that, you know, I mean, that's not an unreasonable conclusion to make. Yeah, from Cheetor. And so he wants... Because Cheetor is the most character who was like his character in the previous shows, or him not believing that this is Rhinox makes sense. Well, and and so he decides, you know, this time he does want Rattrap to perform some uh, memno surgery. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that was uh, was messed up. Yeah, he... Because... Wait. This is right after, like, Rhinox Tankor starts speechifying. It's like, about defeating Megatron. Defeat him! Open your eyes! Like mine finally are. Megatron is the only hope this planet has for achieving technological perfection! And that's the point where they're like, maybe we should change Rhinox's mind for him? Wait, what? Yeah, I I wrote down the line of dialogue is, if Rhinox can't change his mind, we'll change it for him. Yeah. Yeah. Rat Trap is not a hundred percent cool with this. No. Yeah, well, it's not a hundred percent cool. And but and luckily, before he can do so, Primal shows up and says, "You know, Rhinox has made his choice. It's the way it's got to be. It's a better. It's a. 
this is how you do a moral quandary episode. Yeah, yeah. but because everybody's reactions are justified here. I mean, you know, Cheetor is a little immature, and he also doesn't know as much of what's going on. No, I guess. And he probably remembers that time that Megatron used an evilification ray on <laughs> Rhinox because yes. he sounded like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, but like the the way they're treating it in this episode, it's like they're forgetting so much about the old series. It's like they don't remember the evilification ray and stuff. It's just Rhinox has changed from what he's seen. Admittedly, he's stuffed in a shell program that he's manipulating his mind to a degree. And Cheetor just wants to mind mess with him even more. And Prime's like, whoa, no, I used to love this guy. Stop that. Yeah. Don't be chrome dome, Cheetor. Cheetor. Here, it does kind of seem like they'd be better off if they did screw around with his mind, despite the consent issues that that clearly presents. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's, you know, that's definitely more along the lines of, you know, this would help us, but it would also be... A bad morally thing to wrong, do. Like, yeah. Very morally, yeah. Suspect. It's a bad thing, but a, the bad thing has already been done to Rhinox. But he's now different, but he's still Rhinox. It's oh, this infinity loop of morality confusion. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is this a well-presented, you know, moral yes. dilemma. It's my As favorite. As opposed to the one two episodes ago. Yeah. Three episodes yeah. Ago. yeah. So. Yeah. So they they let Rhinox go, and he just turns and says, Goodbye, Optimus. When we meet again, it will not be his allies. Oh, Optimus' husbando. The Bara dance of the Axelon are no more. So, yeah, so Max will get back to their base, and they're, they're all pretty bummed. Cheetor is still kind of mad. Yeah. He wasn't and just one of us, he was the best of us. Which is correct. That's a good line. Yeah, I yeah. can't object to that. Yeah. And then Optimus has a crazy theory. Yeah, it's like, th- mm. th- this is so weird. Like, after the last scene where, like, Primal was the right one, we go to, Primal is insane, is my note. <laughs> <laughs> because the Matrix must have sent them to prehistoric Earth. Because now that they came back with that uh, organic material, they can now restore nature to Cybertron. Yeah, but what? Wait, yeah. what? Where does this crazy theory come from? What? He needs to lay off the peyote. And I think this is the maybe the only time this is ever brought up. So it might, I mean, uh, as we'll see uh, later in the season, Primal is kind of crazy at this point. Yeah, this is this may be the only point where it's explicit, but that explicitness after this might be the best episode so far. It's one of my favorites. Anyway. This is a really good episode. I like this episode a lot. It yeah. is a great episode. It's yeah. just playing along with ideas, and then Primal just goes off into crazy town. Although maybe he was right because, as we'll see later in this, like in like one or two episodes, no, next episode, spoilers, Cybertron did used to be organic. Yeah, and we've already <gasps> seen the tree, but well, it's it's confusing. It's like it could have been stuff they imported at some point. The plant and, and whatever it's, stuff may not have originally been on Cybertron, but well, it's yeah, treated but it'd be, like it you is. You can't just have a plant of robots and plant a seed and have it grow. Weird. Well, yeah. Kind of treated as a theme, though, that, like, it's kind of treated as a theme that organic isn't better than technological, it's just different, and that they need to strike a balance. Yeah. Spoilers, but... Yes. Yeah, it's just that it's... 
that's such a weird theme to have on Cybertron. Yeah, it, it's so out of left field. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of this series is out of left field, but... Uh, yeah. In fact, anyways, the yeah, song is out of left field. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. That is a good one. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, yeah, that is the end of the episode, and... Yeah, this is this was a really good episode. Like the the animation is great. That dream sequence with giant terrifying Rhinox is great. Yeah. Oh, and the, the ending shot where Primal's saying whatever, and then it pans up and there's a giant shadowy tank or over Cybertron. Yeah, oh, that was just, great. The directing is just really great. It's very good visually. Yeah, because mm-hmm. last episode there was some good stuff, but there's also some wonky stuff. This, I don't think there's any wonky bits. Directing-wise, in the animation of this episode, which, again, might yeah. be a first. Yeah, no, this it's sort of all coming together now. Yeah, because they've been experimenting, trying a lot of different things, throwing stuff at the wall to see what works. Some of it doesn't. But Yeah, yeah and I, I mean, this was it. certainly controversial at the time, but I really like Rhinox as a villain. Yes. Yeah, he's as good as a villain back in Beast Wars for the time they flirted with it. Yeah. I mean, he, he was a, very capable. I mean, he's kind of a less campy villain this time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, Rhinox is so not only competent, but intelligent and physically imposing. You know, those characters in a villain are terrifying. Yes. I really wish they'd done more to explain his change of heart in this. Yes. I mean, I think part of it might just be that, you know, being trapped in Tankor kind of drove him insane. A little bit. Yeah, yeah I like could the- see that. Like, the character changes that happen, like, in the first episode, they're different people, everybody else. But Tankor, well, Rhinox, stuck inside Tankor, it, it's not a direct one-to-one why this happened, but it's more understandable why he's wildly different. Although not as wildly different well, yes. in a way. He, he's I mean, still the same, I, he's just pushed to a different extreme. I, on the one hand, yeah, on the other hand... He was always the hippie in tune with nature on Beast Wars. Yeah, that's what bugged me the most. Was that if anybody is going to understand the importance of, you know, nature, it it should be him. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're right that that is the weird, but that dichotomy actually works better because Primal has gone more to the hippie stuff, so Rhinox goes the other way on the spectrum. Yeah, it's good from a balance standpoint for the entire cast, but it's just bad from a continuity standpoint of this character is taking the opposite stance that they took always. Yeah, Mm. it's like, well, I'm defending it more because I like this change. This is an interesting change. Everybody else is like, Rat Trap's been incompetent or useless, Black Arachne is more emotional and weird, Jador's competent, but whatever, Primal's gone crazy, but... The direction Rhinox takes is, is why I love Beast Machines right here. Tankor. I mean, I I didn't love Beast Machines. Ooh. And I'm not sure I will upon rewatching it, but I can see where you're coming from. This is likely to be, to me, one of the better parts of the show. It's just rooted in something that's just... Uh, you're really ignoring what came before in order to justify this. Well, that's the entire yeah, show. I, I mean, goodness knows, I I love to death a lot of the themes and ideas and just the the moral grayness of the whole thing. Uh, but 
I kind of wish it had been with different characters. Yeah. With Tankor, I think it'd have to be somebody from the original show, but yeah. The, half the rest of the cast could have been changed. Like, Rat Trap, somebody else different, like we said. Rat Trap would have been better off dead, maybe. <laughs> Poor like, Rat Trap. If, if you'd had, like, take out Rat Trap, have another one or two new characters, and then have Tankor still be Rhinox, like, some of the characters relating to, oh no, this is not how this guy used to be. But everybody else is new Yeah, to the and the others are like, better. this is the only version of him we know. Yeah. But the only new character we got is Night Screaming. Ah, oh, he's Night Scream. Yeah, it's like worse than not having any new characters in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, we, <laughs> I really wish that we'd gotten that Newt Maximal. Yeah. Yeah. John Connor. <laughs> but we end up getting Botanica. We I do, like but Botanica. don't hold your breath. It's going to be a while. Yeah. Uh, and that means it's not going to be nearly enough. No. Yeah. no. It's going to be right. one of those things where I remember it lasting a lot longer than it did because I had to go a week or more between new episodes. <laughs> but actually, in, in real life, it's like three episodes. And well, then I'm yeah, sad. Not a lot more. So yeah, this, uh, so this three part, you know, it faltered a little, but it really stuck the landing. And I really, I'm really, I forgot a lot of this. So I'm excited to find out where this is going. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure where they Apocalypse doesn't seem like the right name for this episode. Yeah. I, mean, I guess it's an no. apocalypse. It's a personal apocalypse for Primal and Rhinox's relationship. Yeah, yeah, but that's the only way that the phrase apocalypse works. The ship apocalypse. Ship apocalypse. Cuz especially since the first one was called Discovery, then it's called Descent, then you break the D chain. Also, I'm really glad to 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 find out, or you know, to to remember that uh, the whole red herring with thrust is still going. Yep. Yes. And yet, <laughs> red herring. Continue. The... What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> and yet, if they want to continue the D theme and still keep the apocalypse name, it should have been Dis- Discovery, Descent, and Doomsday. Yeah, Doomsday. Ooh. Or Deception. Like would have been more appropriate. Oh, oh yeah, actually, that works. I mean, there's really not well. a lot of deception in... I mean, I guess there's kind of deception. Descent. Descent. <gasps> descent. Yes. Wait, they did this yeah. descent. Wait, the other descent. descent. Oh. Yeah, the other spelling. Yeah. That might have been too confusing, but that could have worked. There's better well, words. anyway, I'm about to eat... Yeah. Anyway, I'm about to eat my words, because I said it was exciting to find out where this is going, and where this is going is next episode, which is a Night Scream episode. Oh, no. Oh. I don't remember this being as bad as his introductory episode, but it has been a few years since I rewatched the show. Well, anyway, the point is, it the episode is Survivor, and I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to work harder. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yes. I mean, truly, isn't Night Scream Destiny's Child? Uh, no, 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 he's not. Can, can he go chase a waterfall and drown? That's the wrong band. Oh, was that, was that salt and pepper? No. I thought that was That's TLC. That's TLC. Do all collections of three black women look the same to you? 
Given that I I pay no attention to pop music effectively. Yeah, that that, that works for my answer. Yeah, that's I'm bad with band names. It's either white pop artists, black pop artists, or a mixed race pop artist group. Actually, I kind of forgot all about TLC as a thing. Oh. Yeah, I remember that uh, that one. She uh, burned her boyfriend's house down because she uh, <laughs> set his shoes on fire. Oh, oh I should wow. remember them instead of. Wow. Hitler, I guess. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, that is. Uh, so next week, tune in for Survivor. But until then, you can find us all over the internet. We are on Tumblr at stasispod.tumblr.com. We're on Twitter at, at stasispod. And we are on Facebook at facebook.com slash stasispod. And our RSS feed is hosted at iaconunderground.net. We also have a Patreon set up for this and our news podcast, Icon Underground Radio. That's on patreon.com slash iaconunderground. And if you uh, want to uh, let us know how you feel about all this, uh, write into the Maxim Mailbag. We are at... Uh, stasispodcast at gmail.com. Write in and we'll read your letters on air. Yeah, give us, Who give do us you email. think? The last email we got was about our RSS uh, feed. What? Yeah. And we appreciate yes. that, but we'd like to have stuff we could actually read on air instead of just stuff to scramble to fix because we screwed up. <laughs> stuff yeah. to yes. tell Jen to go fix. <laughs> I wasn't going to lay blame, but okay. Oh. That's okay. One of us will blame you. So until next week... I'm Rob. I'm Jen. I'm Alex. I'm Rhinox! Damn it! (laughs) Oh god, we're gonna have to fight you now, aren't we? (laughs) Oh, he's gone evil. Oh no. I'm not evil, you're the ones that are evil. just seen this listing of like the Marvel, the upcoming Marvel Legends figures uh-huh. that were mentioned at, at Comic Con, and it mentions Monica Rambeau, <gasps> but it calls her Monica Rambo. Well, that's how it's said. <laughs> yeah, it also mentions robot with wild hair. Sorry, don't know name. <gasps> Warlock. Here, I'll I'll paste it. I'll paste it in the in the Discord chat. I think Monica I'm Rambo. Self-friend does not know what this is. Oh, God, no, I'm just... <laughs> ma- that scene from UHF where Weirdo Yankovic is in the Rambo costume and just going, oh, and then blowing things up. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I want it to be that. Oh, but a girl. Need- basically how Rambo 2 ends. I need this phoenix. I need some phoenix. Ooh, six-inch uh, shocker. Or, sorry, three and a quarter, three-quarters-inch shocker. Three- Damn it, I need a six-inch. Okay. Three-quarter-inch shocker still sounds like a sex toy. Yes, it does. <laughs>